Hello and welcome to the Print On Demand Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Kerry Egler, here with my co-host, Adrian Von Arks. We're excited today because we're talking about the still the biggest social media platform on the planet, which is Facebook, the OG of social media. We're going to break down the features of Facebook, how you can use those to your advantage. What are the best features? What are the worst features, the pros, the cons? And we're going to give you, as always, some golden nuggets into how to use Facebook to blow up your business. So we're pumped. I want to remind you before we jump into the content, if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, it helps us reach new listeners and it helps you never miss an episode. So with all that out of the way, right before we dive in, here's a quick word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Gelato, the world's largest print-on-demand network. Gelato enables individuals ranging from e-commerce entrepreneurs to artists and creatives to establish their own global business. What makes Gelato truly unique is their focus on local production. The item being delivered is produced in the country that the order is placed almost 90% of the time, leading to numerous benefits for you, including lower costs, faster delivery times, and reduced carbon emissions. The focus on technology to bring together over 130 production facilities across 32 countries truly sets them apart. Not only that, they currently have the highest customer satisfaction score in the POD industry on Trustpilot. To check them out for yourself, go to sixfigurefounder.com backslash gelato and use the discount code POD playbook, all caps, to get 60% off your first order when placed within 72 hours. That's the number six figurefounder.com backslash G-E-L-A-T-O. You can also find the link and discount code in the podcast show notes or in the video description on YouTube. Hello, hello, everybody. Carrie, what is going on, my friend? What's going on, man? How are you? Dude, I am doing really, really good, and I am extra fired up today. I know I'm fired up a lot, but I am extra fired up today because just a couple days ago, I stepped off the plane from a trip to Norway and Sweden where I went to this two-day gelato accelerator summit, and dude, I learned so much about that company and I actually want to like just gush about them for a couple of minutes, if that's okay. I'm just going to really before quickly- Before you do that, before yeah. you do that, Adrian, yeah. I was supposed to be there, you sucker. I know, dude. You I suck. I wish you were there. They wish you were there. Everybody you suck. wanted you there. <laughs> yeah, man. I was, no. I was uh, for all the listeners, I was like sending Carrie like videos of like the harbor and like we were in this Swedish- our archipelago i don't know how to say this word i say archipelago but i heard it's actually no idea <laughs> our our archipelago I, I i literally can't say it my friend was trying to tell me how to say it and i kept trying to repeat it and i just couldn't but it was the swedish coast and there were all these islands and like literally the founder of gelato took all these people on a boat ride he was so cool he was so human and like Dang. you know you think when you meet um, a founder of a big company, they have like over 300 people. I think they have something like 18 offices around the world. Like they are not a small company, but when you meet them, they feel like a small company. They feel kind of like a scrappy dynamic startup. Um, and that's actually what I really loved about them. Like literally just having a drink with the CEO and just kind of talking about whatever. And it was just really cool, man. But I, um, I actually learned so much about the company and I have 
like a newfound respect for this. And I want to share some things that I think could be really valuable for sellers who are thinking about either picking their first print on demand company or switching, because we know that that's kind of common in our space. People, the, sometimes people pick a print on demand company, they're just not happy with them. And so I just wanted to like share a little bit about what I learned because I was absolutely blown away. Uh, first off, I just want to say after being at that summit and learning what I learned, I'm just so proud to have Gelato as our podcast sponsor. Not only are they one of the best print on demand companies in the world, in my opinion, but their goal to reduce carbon emissions and improve the sustainability aspect of print on demand, which we all know is a huge problem, especially in the apparel space. It really aligns with my personal values. So that they, like, I can't, I don't think anyone even comes close to them in terms of like, a, like green sustainability, like thinking about the environment. And they're doing really cool things that are kind of changing the game. And my hope is that other print on demand companies follow suit because I would love to see the carbon footprint reduced for the apparel industry as a whole. And if we can do it with print on demand, that would be so cool. Um, but a couple of things about them that I think sellers uh, would would want to hear. First of all, these guys. So their thing is sell globally, produce locally. And this is really big for a number of reasons. First, in terms of international selling, Gelato has the largest production network in the world with over 130 production partners in 32 countries. And they're always adding more production partners. So hands down, this is the best print on demand solution I've ever seen for brands selling internationally. And a lot of brands like people talk about how the US is saturated and, and whatnot. I still think there's always opportunity to sell in the US. And if you can get people loyal brand customers who buy again and again, that's really that's that, you know, that's really kind of like the, the holy grail. However, a lot of brands, they want to scale out internationally, but it's scary, man. There's like the VAT tax in Europe and you have to deal with customs fees when you ship internationally, but these guys kind of got it figured out. So first of all, in terms of the custom fees, over 90% of their orders are produced locally, like in, I believe it's 90% in the country that it's ordered, meaning you never have to worry about the custom fees or anything like that, which is huge because that's something that scares a lot of people. Secondly, they have faster shipping times and lower shipping costs because they're produced locally. So I don't just want to talk about features of this company. I want to talk about the benefits from a seller's perspective, because that's who we're trying to help. Our job is to help sellers. But, you know, from a seller's benefit uh, perspective, it leads to faster shipping times and lower shipping costs. So that's lower shipping costs uh, for us as sellers that we can pass on to our customers because it's it's not cool having to charge international shipping costs, you know, if we're fulfilling the U.S. and shipping across, across the country. Um, so it's really leads to a better overall experience, shorter shipping times and cheaper, like everybody wins. Right. And yeah. that kind of leads me to the sustainability aspect. It's much more sustainable, and better for the environment since most items are printed and shipped all within that country that they're ordered in. So this is not only great for the planet, but this is a great differentiator for sellers. So you can take a sustainability aspect for your brand. You can say sustainability is important to us and here's what we're doing about it. 
So that, that's obviously going to help sellers. And I'm sure a lot of people know, but sustainability is becoming more and more important to consumers. So we need to give our consumers what they want. If they want more sustainable products and we can market that our products are more sustainable, there's a case to be made there. And I just think that that's a really solid value proposition for sellers. Um, there's two more things I want to talk about real quick. So first of all, I learned about their quality control process. Man, dude, like these guys don't just take any production partner. First, the production partners have to go through this super rigorous screening process, which includes a commitment to sustainability. They have to have state-of-the-art printing equipment. And there's a whole bunch of other steps that they have to complete to become a partner. Next, they have to download this. I think it's like proprietary software from Gelato, which ensures that the print quality is the same. It's, it's the same print quality amongst all production partners, um, which is awesome for us as sellers, because one of our big concerns when we're using different production partners is difference in quality. Like you see this in some other print on demand companies where you're using one for fulfillment of this and another one, and, and you notice that there's huge differences. These guys, they have like very strict quality control measures in place to make sure that the quality is consistent. And for us as sellers, that's very important. And it's very important for our, our customers to get that consistent experience as well. So it's it's important to realize what they're doing differently to ensure like they are very aware that quality control is an issue we're print on demand sellers we don't see our products we don't touch our products we can't do quality control unless we literally order them all to ourselves and then which is one shipping cost and a bunch of time and then we we ship them off which is another shipping cost so that i think is huge for for print on demand sellers and this is something that i like that they do too if a print on demand or if a production partner is not doing a good job like if they're getting a lot of negative feedback from sellers gelato will actually pause their orders and they'll redirect them to another production partner until they can fix the issue so it's right. like these guys are, are serious about quality control. They know how important it is to us as sellers. And lastly, the thing I want to mention about that is they do unannounced facility inspections to ensure that the partner is following their specific protocols and they can review the quality of the prints and just make sure that everything is good. The last thing I want to say that I learned about them is just really their commitment to innovation. They keep getting better with new products, new product categories, new integrations. They were announcing a lot of things at this summit, like a lot of really cool things coming. And I don't want to get into it because one, it would take a long time, but two, I don't know what I can say, you know, like there might've <laughs> been some things, some of the things weren't released yet. They were kind of like saying this is coming. And so I don't want to like make a mistake and, you know, but it was so cool, man. Like it was two days. I met the entire leadership team. I think they were all there. The founder was there. And this is really cool. They, they, they brought a bunch of their most successful sellers to this summit, some of which we, we plan on having as future guests. And I met, dude, like I met some super cool sellers. I met one group. They're making $200,000 a month selling wall art. I met these like 18 year old Norwegian kids that are killing it, selling apparel using organic TikTok. Like they just keep going viral. They have kind of a viral TikTok strategy. It was wild just seeing all sorts of sellers with huge age ranges and different businesses. Uh, so it was a lot of fun. Um, and wow, dude, sounds yeah. like you had a really good time. Why don't yeah, you just keep yeah, rubbing dude, it in that I wasn't missed there. out, man. I'm not going to lie. 
You missed out. I'm super jealous. <laughs> uh, I was supposed to be there in the Nordics. Uh, yeah. Never, never been, never been to Europe. It and, was beautiful. Uh, I mean, yeah, you saw the photos. Beautiful. I'll send you more, man. Don't worry about it. I'll send you more photos. Yeah. Just to let you see. Totally. You know, you can you can pretend the you were there. Maybe being, we can Photoshop. The same you. as being there. Yeah, dude. Is it's the same. I'll, I'll Photoshop you into the photo of me I on the boat driving around the Swedish ar archipelago. Or I whatever. should have put like one of your photos as my Zoom background on this yeah, on this yeah. podcast. <laughs> so I'm just like I'm in the Nordics. Um, yeah. It, well, it was awesome though. And you know, hopefully, hopefully they continue doing this every year. I think this was the very first one. It was really cool because they were taking feedback from sellers and they were literally like solving problems in real time. Like sellers were like, Hey, crazy. we would love this feature. And they're like, we're on it in like within the conference. They were like, Hey, we've got someone working on this, or we've passed this along to our team to find a solution for you. Um, yeah, well, man, like it's important. Like it's just so, I cannot stress enough how important it is to choose a good print on demand partner. Yeah. One of the companies that I used to work with was absolutely brutal. Like I'm not gonna say their name, but the quality was just inconsistent. It was really bad. And even though like so many people used them because they had low prices, it wasn't worth it because you never got any repeat customers because mm -hmm. customers had a bad experience. So you need to be, you, you like you need to be very intentional because switching print on demand partners yeah it's like it's not that big of a task like you can do it and, and it's not that big of a task and if if someone is having a bad experience consistently with a print on demand partner i would say that it's probably time you know that you switch over but yeah these yeah. guys they're growing super fast or continue to add more production partners and they're always adding new products uh and product categories to their catalog so as you can tell, man, I'm just like you're on fire uh, like for gelato, advocate, man. man. I'm like you're on yeah, fire for I gelato. Just, it <laughs> they, was so much fun. So thank you, gelato. If you're yeah. listening, thank you. Um, and you guys should totally invite me next year because that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, we're we're, uh, we're very appreciative to have gelato as as a sponsor of the podcast. Yeah, and uh, as Adrian mentioned, like the, there's links and stuff down in the podcast show notes and in the description if you guys want to try out gelato, their special offer and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, we are very appreciative of gelato. I was already singing their praises and then mm. Adrian gets to go to Sweden and he comes Dude. back like I'm converted, man. I feel like I, I, uh, yeah, like I went there and now I feel like a convert. I'm just like yep. so on board and excited <laughs> for, uh, for this company. Um, I love it. so I love it. anyhow, enough of me gushing. Let's, let's kind of switch gears. How are you Carrie? Like what's, what's going on with you, man? Uh, it's wild, man. It's a wild, it's a wild life. Uh, you were living it up in Sweden and I was not living it up in Sweden. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been a, uh, it's been a crazy month, probably the last like four weeks. Uh, so I, I'll try to spare our listeners from going too in depth. Uh, but basically the big thing that happened was my father passed away. Uh, I think yeah, about, so sorry, let's see, about two, two and a half weeks ago at this point. Um, I went to, I went down to the beach with the family for a week. Then we came back and we went immediately. My wife and I went to Austin for the Kajabi conference, which was really cool. Saw some cool speakers. We ended up having to leave two days early because of, uh, because my, fa my father passed. So went back home and had to kind of deal with all that, uh, which took two weeks. And, uh, the good thing that came out of it was my, my big brother came down from Washington who uh, I've seen like twice in the last 20 years. So we got to reconnect and, uh, and that was really awesome. He stayed with me at my house for two weeks. And then the day my brother left, which was the day before father's day, uh, that night, this crazy storm rolls into Tulsa. I live in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This crazy storm rolls into Tulsa, hundred mile per hour winds. 
and just wrecks like all of Northeast Oklahoma. Um, and, uh, and, and so we, we actually didn't, we didn't have any damage. Uh, we were very fortunate, but the, the city is like a war zone. Um, and we lost power. We actually lost power. It ended up only being like 48 ish hours that we lost power, but there's still people without power now. And it's been about three days at this point. And then they're projecting like everyone will not have power until like they won't fully have power restored until Saturday. So there's going to be mm. people that are going to be without power for about a week, which is insane because it's hundred degrees outside in Oklahoma. Mm. So, um, mm. so it's just been kind of one thing after another. It's just kind of one of those seasons we're kind of, we're kind of going through, but I'm, I'm getting back in the swing of things. It's just been a while. I really haven't worked in about a month. So I'm like back and I'm really glad that we recorded a lot of podcast episodes and content <laughs> and everything, but, mm. uh, kind of getting back in the swing of things. So right now I'm in Bentonville, Arkansas, uh, which is less than two hours Isn't that from Walmart's that? world headquarters. Walmart, home of Walmart. Yeah, it's Ooh. actually, actually, yeah, you nailed it. Actually, the Bentonville Rogers area uh, is really beautiful and really cool area. If you've never been here, it's 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 actually awesome. I really love this area, and uh, my I, I haven't worked like I said. I haven't been working in about a month on business mm -hmm. stuff. So my wife was like, "Get out of town. Go like get caught up on work." And so I'm taking. I'm I'm actually. I went to Bentonville, drove two hours, and I'm just taking about three days to just like really dive back into to work and record some podcast episodes and and uh just work on different things we have we have uh at the time of listening you guys are listening to this actually um our the cart is currently open to join our coaching program uh which which is awesome so that's something to note where we'll put the link to join down in the in the podcast notes but like yeah. if you're listening to this and you want to get coaching from us you want to uh, join our group coaching program, which is designed to help you get to six figure, grow your, grow your business to six figures in under 12 months. Like right now, as you're listening to this, the offer is open for the next few days. And, uh, it's, it's pretty awesome. We have, we've been doing, we've been doing our coaching program for three, right at about 90 days Yeah, at, like for the March, first April. group. Yeah. It's been phenomenal. It's been it's like, been so cool. It's been oh. so cool. So we have the best community, no bias, but yeah. we have the best community. <laughs> yeah. If, you, if you're wanting to work with us, that's just a side note. This is like a hard pitch, but that's a side note. If you, if you're like, if you've been thinking like, man, I really want to really would love to get some coaching from Adrian and Carrie and also Carlos. Um, mm. now's the time to do it. So go down in the description and look at that link. But anyways, I'm doing good. I know we need to dive into the episode. Uh, I'm excited to get back into the flow of things, uh, yeah. just in, you know, getting content created and, you know, all the different things that come, come with the business. So I'm, I'm pumped about that. I'm trying to get back to some sense of normalcy. Sure. Although I'm still not in my regular office. So here in Bentonville, Arkansas, but I'm enjoying it. I'm really enjoying like Good. focusing in on work these next couple of days, uh, away from home, which is, it's really nice to get some peace and quiet and just kind of get away from all the madness uh, that has been For the last sure. four weeks of my life. It's been crazy. Yeah, man. It's just been so, one thing after another. We're so happy to have you back. Yeah. Um, we missed you, man. Like seriously, like without you, it was just, it like, it was just, I don't know. It was something was clearly missing, but we wanted you to take all the time you needed. Like I can't even imagine what you went through. Um, so yeah. Um, I'm yeah, glad you're back. On. Let's just, yeah, let's yeah. I'm, I'm glad good. you're back. I'm glad you're happy. All right. Moving I'm on. Excited. Should, excited should for we, this episode. Let's let's quickly share a review because yep. we got to shout out our amazing community. So I believe you have a review. This one's just a short and sweet one. I think it's like one line, but that's perfect given how long our kind of intro was. So 
Um, do you want to share that review, Carrie? Yeah, and we appreciate you leaving reviews. Like, it just takes a second if you're li- listening on Apple or Spotify, just to hit that leave a review button and just write a quick mm-hmm. review for us. Uh, we've had a ton of reviews in the short time that we've had this podcast, so we're really appreciative of that. And so, I wanted to share a recent review from TPC. Uh, they said great tips, gave us a five star review, and said definitely keeps me motivated. Lots of great nuggets each episode. And I think yes, that's kind of a common let's theme. Go. Yeah, I love thank hearing you that. So much. Uh, that's kind of a common theme I've seen is like a lot of people, a lot of our listeners have been saying, like, man, I'm getting these little nuggets. I'm getting a nugget mm. here, a nugget there. And uh, I think that's really, really cool. There's there's lots of gold, little gold nuggets in these episodes to definitely uh, pull out for your own business. So I love the keeps me motivated part because, dude, it's lonely being a Pranata Man seller. Like most of us work from home. We don't know many people in the community. Most people we know are virtual. We follow them on social media. We chat with them occasionally on social media. Um, So like, you know, when you're not surrounded by a circle of other people doing this, it can be it can be pretty tough. So we're happy that we can be a place where people can come and they can get some motivation and they can learn and um feel free to like, of course, communicate with us, like reach out to us on social media and stuff too, because we're, we're trying to create a community. That's like one of our biggest goals is to create the best, highest quality com- community for print on demand sellers. So yeah. And, and, and that's another part of our six figure founder program. Mm-hmm. It's so amazing is like, you know, if you're out there, you're feeling like, Hey, I need some extra motivation. I need mm-hmm. some coaching, but also you need some connection and community. You know, you want to find a group of people like you, apparel, online apparel brand owners, yeah, and specifically impact-driven online apparel brand owners. You might consider taking a look at Six Figure Founder because that's what we're building. That's and that's what we already have is a amazing community of really helpful people on the same journey as you, building an Mm -hmm. online apparel brand. And uh, you know, it gets a little lonely working by yourself, and Mm -hmm. this is a way to connect and not not be lonely you always have that group there totally uh, to communicate with learn from and connect with and you know that quote they say a rising tide lifts all ships i really feel like it's like that with our community people will be like talk about their successes and share wins and everyone's like let's go We're like yes yeah and it, it's so just good. motivating for everyone inspiring get back to work and you know try the same strategies it's really cool it's just be like having that information share you save a lot of time and money making costly mistakes and kind of learning what's working what's not so um anyhow all right let's shift gears and get to the content yes. So this episode, we are talking about all things Facebook. And contrary to what people might think, Facebook is still the biggest social media platform in the world. And people are probably like, wait, what? Isn't Facebook dead? No, it is very, very much not dead. The OG of social media still reigns supreme Mm -hmm. in terms of monthly active users. And uh, we're going to kick things off. So we're going to do kind of this in three parts. We're going to do, we're going to break down the features. We're going to explain what they are. And then we're going to talk about the benefits of each for your specific business. So for your print on demand or t-shirt or apparel business. So Carrie's got some fun facts to drop on y'all. This is going to be a lot of fun. And then we're just going to jump right into the features and benefits. So Carrie, why don't you just kind of drop that, drop these fun facts on everybody. Yeah, the uh, this episode's. If you've listened to the past, there's been a few other episodes like this. We've done, mm-hmm. uh, you know, marketing your business on TikTok. We've done marketing your business on Instagram, and so it's a similar format. We've gotten really good feedback on those on those episodes. Mm-hmm. So pretty similar format to that. We're going to talk about some of those features and how they can benefit you. Also, as a side note, before I do the fun facts, 
I listen to this podcast called My First Million that I, I love. I love those guys, Sean and Sean and Sam. And uh, man, they always talk about how Mark Zuckerberg is just a just a baller. He's just a he's, <laughs> he's like he's like uh, he's you know he's this nerdy guy, and and you know he he can be very like robotic. But uh, yeah, that, that dude is a killer, man. That dude is a killer, and uh, he 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 does a lot of really cool things. Anyways, uh, yeah, Facebook is not going anywhere, um, and has still been growing, contrary to popular belief. Mm-hmm. Mark Zuckerberg is a baller. So, um, <laughs> according to are you, report, to are you trying to woo Mark Zuckerberg into coming on this show? Like that, maybe that we should invite great. him to the it, podcast. I'm not. It's funny because like I'm not like a fanboy of Mark Zuckerberg. Like right, a lot of people right, right, don't right. like him, whatever. But yeah, like yeah. you got to respect the guy because yeah. he's a billionaire and he has really never been in like any controversy. He's like a dad, like been married to the same woman forever. Like he does all these cool, I'm trying to think of the specifics, but does some kind of like martial arts. Like he's like a black belt and like surfs and like all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, this dude's awesome. Why, why do people hate on this dude? I think, um, I mean, in terms of controversy from a business side, I think he's been kind of yeah. what he admired in some controversy, uh, you know, the whole Cambridge Analytica, all that kind of thing. But on a personal level, he like seems early to kind on, of avoid though, right? it, which, like it, which helps on. a lot. What's that? Wasn't that like early on? Oh, that, was, that was years ago, years and years ago. Yeah. But I mean, they like things always seem to come up. I mean, I guess as a big company, people are looking to exploit you, especially competitors. Sure. And so you're going to be a target. And um, I don't know. I, I definitely think there's been some controversy around Meta um, as a business. But you're right, kind of on a personal level, you don't really hear about him doing anything crazy. Like, I don't know. I just think you got to respect yeah. the guy. He's a killer. Yeah. Well, I mean, dude, he created these programs that we use that have totally changed our lives as sellers. So I'm eternally grateful for him for that because most print-on-demand t-shirt apparel sellers, we use these social media tools as kind of the backbone of growth for our business. This is our this is how we acquire customers. And then we collect their emails and then we remarket to them. But like the actual acquisition component, social media plays such a big part. And to think a couple decades ago, this wasn't even an option, dude. It's it's it blows my mind thinking about having to kick it old school and like do like magazine ads and like, you know, that kind of stuff. Paper ads. It's wild. But anyhow. All right, fun facts. According to a report from uh, Oberlo, which Oberlo is no more, uh, but they do they do put out they did put out some really good stats. They uh, did. Facebook has more monthly users than any other platform. Still, twenty twenty three. Yeah. Uh, more than TikTok, to, more than Instagram. It's crazy. According to Meta, one point one nine billion people use Facebook every single day. Also, according to Meta, uh, two point nine six billion people use Facebook every month. And that's predicted to increase to 2.99 billion this year in 2023. So it's still growing contrary to popular belief. So what I've seen the last couple of years is like the growth curve has slowed a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny because like there's only so many people in the world. <laughs> like, right. Like, right. It's wild. Like if you go look at how many people are in the world and how many people use Facebook. It's like it's completely mind blowing. And you think about how many billions of people or whatever like – don't have access to internet, like they're not even eligible. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So it's like, you almost have to take Mm -hmm. them out. So when you start looking at it, it's like, I think it's something like two thirds of like the world's population is, is like uses Facebook or something. If you, if you think, think, yeah, the world's population is between like seven and 8 billion people. And just Facebook is almost 3 billion. Yeah. 
That's You take out the people who don't have access to internet and then it's like, yeah. holy mother. Um, yeah. it, it's a, it's a lot of people. And so the, the growth curve has kind of slowed, but like I said, it's like, how much more can you grow really? Like right. realistically. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's funny. Cause every time I know, and we're going to get going here, but every time I look at the stats, it's, it's like, they almost say the opposite of what people always say. Like people are always like Facebook's a bunch of old people. Facebook's, you know, not, doesn't work anymore, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, it's not true. Like, it's not true. I think the most, still, I think the most active age group on Facebook is like, um, somewhere, somewhere between like 25 and 45 or somewhere around there. Like mm -hmm. it's still like the, the largest group of people. So yes, it's like slowly skewed a little older and older, you know, yes, the growth has slowed a little bit, but man, mm -hmm. it's still a thriving platform. It's the OG. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, there's a lot of opportunity on Facebook. Totally. Yeah. It's changing all the time. But I mean, if you can, if you can move with those changes, a lot of times you can be at an advantage from companies that aren't adopting with the changes. And, you know, Facebook is still a very effective marketing channel for a lot of brands. Mm -hmm. And so, People, you know, I, I think people jump to the conclusion, they, they try running ads and they're not successful and they, they say, oh, Facebook doesn't work. Well, maybe it's your product. Maybe, maybe you just don't have a product that humans want to buy. And uh, like, I'm not saying, like there are a lot of people that have amazing products that are having an awesome luck on Facebook. And I'm just saying that's one potential reason. It could be a number of things. Maybe you're not targeting the right audience. Maybe some, you know, I, I, I don't know what it is, but a lot of the times it's it's not facebook it's facebook's job is to amplify your products and get them out into more people but it's your job to convert those people into buying paying customers like facebook will drive traffic to your website whether or not you can convert them on your website facebook doesn't that's not facebook's job like that's not their the service they offer their service is just driving traffic marketing your you know getting your products in for eyeballs and, and driving them to your website and a lot of times there's there's some pretty small fixes that people can do that can make like huge huge uh differences and can really improve improve their conversion levels so if you haven't had success with facebook in the past i would not say quit I would just say adjust your strategy, try different products, try try different, you know, all sorts of things. Try improving your website. Um, there's so many different aspects to it. So um, yeah. Anyhow, so why don't we why don't we uh, kind of transition into the different features? So we're gonna go each go through each feature. I'm like talking too fast for myself, dude. And like it's talking faster down, than bro. I'm thinking faster than I'm talking. Slow it's like down. I'm rolling over my words. But anyhow, we're going to go through each feature and we'll talk about the benefits to sellers. So let's just talk about the first one. This is the most common one, and that is content posts. So this could be posting valuable content or it could be posting your products. And in Facebook, this is just a photo, a carousel, multiple photos or a video that a Facebook user or business page can share on the platform. Posts are the quickest way to communicate with your audience and reach potential customers. They are public and visible to anyone who visits your page. And they can also be seen in places like search results or recommendations, uh, uh, recommendation units of Facebook. And I just want to say one thing. This is somewhere where it really has changed. And Carrie, I'm, I'm sure you can echo this sentiment. When I first started using Facebook, man, you could get some crazy organic reach. Like literally we would post a product and it would 
we would make sales. It was just organically like, oh, we post this product. If it was a popular product, if it was something that our niche really enjoyed, we would make sales from it. And sadly, over time, I do feel like Facebook became more of a pay to play uh, yeah. system where your the organic reach went down. And then, you know, marketers who are willing to pay, they're going to get in front of a lot of those people. Um, and so it is not really in, in my experience, it's not nearly as good um, of a uh, program platform for organic reach. I think TikTok's way better. I think Instagram's better. I just don't think Facebook, they like it's changed a lot over the years. Um, I, I agree and disagree. Um, it depends on the type of content, like, because mm -hmm. we're going to talk about re Facebook reels a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I mean, even just, uh, I don't know if you noticed in our, in our six figure founder program, one of our students posted a viral reel on Facebook. Yes. I remember that. Um, yeah. Which is still, that's an org that's organic reach. Now we'll, mm -hmm. we'll talk about that more as we go, but let's stay it's specifically talking about content posts, like mm -hmm. posting on your like Facebook business page. Yeah. The, the average reach now for business pages is like hovering between three and 5% of your, of your total likes or follows mm. on Facebook. So, you know, if you have a hundred likes, you might, your, your post might be showed to three people. If you mm -hmm. have a, whatever that is a thousand, you, you know, it's going to be between 30 and 50 people, which mm. is like, you're not going to get like this. A small population happen. of people. But I will say, the algorithm will, if it if it does see high amounts of engagement when you post that, it will push it out to new audiences. Yeah. Um, it's it, but it's much harder to go viral with a p content post. And we're talking not necessarily talking about reels and all that stuff. Right, a content post usually going to be like a picture. If you're going to do a video, probably do it in reels format. But but usually like a picture, something along those lines, with some added text. Uh, mm -hmm. that it's going to be very, very hard to get any kind of reach even to your own followers yeah. unless you actually pay for it. So of the features that we're going to talk about in this episode, this is probably the one, the worst or one of the worst features is just posting on your business page. And unfortunately that's like the first thing that people do, mm -hmm. you know, when they, they get their business page for their apparel brand and they just start posting on there. It's like, you're probably not going to get much probably not much is going to happen with that um, right. just because of the, the, the current state of, of Facebook business pages. Yeah, exactly. And, and you're totally right about reels. So I, I'm just talking about content posts specifically, yeah. like you said, I think reels are still the best way to gain exposure and to get in front of non followers uh, and to go viral. So yeah, they're, they're awesome for that. But in terms of just posting organically to your page, man, like dude, back in the day, you could get hundreds. And if it was a really good, product, you get thousands of people liking and commenting and sharing. And it's just, it's, it's changed a lot. It's, it's really changed a lot. Um, but let's talk about some of the benefits because there are still many benefits. So first of all, new and frequent posts, tell your audience that you're active, you know, that your brand is, is alive. It has a pulse. It's active on social media. It improves your legitimacy as a brand and it builds trust because they're like, oh, look at the cool content that these guys are posting on a regular basis. Um, especially if you're creating content like value posts, not just product posts. If you're also adding value to your specific ideal target audience, whatever that niche is, if you're adding value to them, then they're, they're gonna love what you're posting. Um, and that kind of rolls into the next one is offering value. So the more relatable that your content is to your niche, 
the more you can connect with your audience. And when potential customers see that you're posting valuable content, they're gonna be much more likely to follow your page and to trust your business because they're gonna be like, this, this brand cares. Like they're putting out stuff that is of value to me. They're not just, they're not just hard selling me on their products. And I think that's important these days. Um, it's a good differentiator. It's good for building community, um, showcasing your brand. You know, if you have a certain brand aesthetic, um, of course, showcasing your products and then sharing things like promotions um, and holidays. Uh, you know, if you have holiday sales, stuff like that. So it is good for that. And, and don't get me wrong. Like there are definitely some brands that are doing well. Like they have a passionate community following their business page and they're getting a lot of engagement and they're probably making a ton of sales. I'm just saying it's harder to get the reach than on, on posts, content posts. It's harder to get the reach than it was a couple of years ago. Yeah, and you, Share your and thoughts. Another- no, another just a last tip I would add, and I'll, I'll grab number two here. Is sure. um, the last tip I would add is, is you you can pay like you can pay to reach your following. So, let's say you did have a thousand likes on your Facebook page. Well, those are a thousand people that have taken action w- to connect with your brand. They've said, "I like mm-hmm. this," which is also part of the reason I hate that Facebook just can the organic reach because it's like mm-hmm. these people are saying. I want to hear from this brand and they press a button to follow it or like it. And unfortunately they're not going to hear from the brand unless you pay as a brand. So, um, so you, but you can put money behind it. And the cool thing is if you just want to reach your followers who are likely a little bit warmer than somebody who doesn't know about, like these people know about your brand. So they're a little bit Mm. warmer. Um, you can put a very small amount behind it, like even $5 on boosting a post to your followers. Mm -hmm. That can go a long way. You can reach a lot of your your audience, potentially all of your audience, by doing by doing that. You know, putting ten dollars, fifteen dollars behind it. So there might be some value there if you have something really pertinent that you're trying to get out to your subscribers, to your followers. That might be worth paying five, ten dollars to boost out to your to your community. So that's yeah, a tip it, there. That, that actually brought like uh, uh, some some good points up. So first of all. Um, <clears throat> If you do notice that you're getting a disproportionate number of engagement on a post, then there could be something there, especially if it's a product post. Like, let's say that you post your page and you are used to getting like 10 or 15 likes and all of a sudden you post a product and you get 100. Dude, that's 10x your average engagement. There could be something there. So it could be used as a good market research tool just to kind of gauge interest on new products and see how the engagement from one product changes from another. So if every time you drop a new product, you're averaging that 10 to 15, and then you do get the one with 100, then there's a good chance that that's a bestseller or that's going to perform better in ads than the other one. So that's one thing. The second thing I would say is you can post you can make one post and have it go to Instagram and Facebook. So you're getting like a two for one. So I'm not saying don't post to your Facebook business page. You absolutely should, but make it easy for yourself since, you know, there are like, make it extra easy for yourself, make it almost automated. So I love the two for one, being able to post to to both Instagram and Facebook with one post. Then you're not spending all this time in Instagram and all this time in Facebook. So if Facebook doesn't perform well for you, that's fine. At least you're posting to show that you have a pulse, that your brand is active and you're building trust with people. So 
All right, um, let's hit let's hit number two. Uh, let's keep moving here. Number, yeah. it's it's interesting because we're going from possibly the worst way to use Facebook. <laughs> to, <laughs> my in my opinion, possibly the best way to use Facebook mm. uh, for your business. Now, it's this isn't for everybody. You know, this is kind of a word of caution. Like mm. this isn't for every brand, but man, I have seen uh, so many brands crush it with with Facebook with a Facebook group, and uh, it, it can be a really really good. Uh, strategy in two different ways. So the cool thing about groups, Facebook groups is a couple things, but the, one of the cool things is that this is like a Facebook exclusive feature. Like there's really no other prominent, uh, social media platform that has a group feature like Facebook does. Um, groups can be private or public. You can have, you know, membership questions. There can be like some, uh, qualification that happens there. And, you're going to get in groups a lot of a lot of brands actually choose groups over facebook business pages now every brand needs a facebook business page just to have mm. one because you need it to run ads mm. and everything but a lot of brands choose group to build a group kind of as a primary a primary way to market over a facebook business page because you're going to get higher engagement by default the facebook algorithm will push out your posts to more members of your group than it will to likes on your Facebook business page, but it is, it's a, it's a private group and it's a great way to connect and reach people that are interested in your brand. So there's really two different types of groups that have different benefits. Ones that already exist that you can uh, join and connect with. And then ones that you create, you actually build mm. your own group. So mm -hmm. these are both strategies I've taught before and, and, and teach a little bit inside shirt school. Um, but the first way talking about groups that already exist is likely if whatever niche you're in, whatever, whatever niche you're, let's say you're in the cat niche, well, you can go out there on Facebook and you can find a ton of groups that are, uh, of people, uh, that are full of people that are interested in cats inside mm -hmm. these groups. They may talk, they may be talking about, uh, tips for keeping their cat healthy. They may be talking about funny things their cat did. They may be talking about the relationship that they have and the connection they have with their cat, how much they love their cat, whatever. But sharing those kind of stories, talking with other cat owners, getting tips and all those kind of things. And you as a brand owner, those are your ideal customers in that group. So the strategy mm -hmm. is a little bit of a long-term strategy, but the strategy here is to go and become a member of these groups and start engaging in the groups, start becoming known in those groups, mm -hmm. and then possibly doing something like connecting with the owner of that group or the admin of that group, seeing if you can do a paid shout out in their group or seeing if you can collaborate with them and do a giveaway, seeing if you, if they'll, if they're maybe okay with you posting some of your products. Um, there's lots of different ways that you can kind of work your way into these groups, but they can be very, very powerful. There are groups on Facebook that have hundreds of thousands of people in them that have thousands of posts per day inside these groups. And so yeah. they can be extremely powerful on the Dude, other hundreds end, of thousands of your ideal target audience. That's exactly. where they're like, exactly. Bullseye is, like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, just as a side note, like I, I actually currently, I'm going to sound like an old fogey here, but currently I use Facebook more than any other social media platform. I'm about to, I'll be 34 next month. So just for reference, but there's only one reason I use Facebook more than Instagram or TikTok. One reason pickleball groups, pickleball <laughs> groups, like dude, I am in multiple pickleball groups that have 
One has 92,000 people in it. What? The other one has, I think the other one has over 100,000 people in it. And, uh, and so my entire feed is just pickleball. I'm in a local one. I'm in a Tulsa pickleball group. I'm in a pickle. I'm in a group for my, the, the club I play at called, it's called Philcrest. It's like a tennis and pickleball club. I'm in a, I'm in a group for that. I'm in a nationwide group. I'm in like a general one, like all this stuff. And so it sucked me in because like I go there for all things pickleball. Like mm. I just, as another example, I just traveled, uh, I just kicked my camera, but I just, uh, I just traveled to Bentonville, Arkansas. The first thing I did was joined the Northwest Arkansas pickleball group so that I would know mm. the spots to, I would have to, so I could find the good spots to play pickleball. That's awesome. But I'm just, I'm just saying that's how powerful it is. Like these groups are so helpful. You can po- I can post in there and get, I got, you know, 10 recommendations for where to play pickleball here in Arkansas. I've never mm. played here before. And it's like, oh, that was easy. Anyways, mm-hmm. my point is, um, these are very, very powerful groups. Now, on the so, so get in these groups, engage, become known, talk with the admins. That's one way. The other way that you can do it is you can create your own group. And there's a couple strategies around doing this. I'm kind of going in depth here because mm. groups are. Re- I just I really love groups. Like there's- this is worth talking about. It's such yeah. a differentiator from Instagram and TikTok. And yeah. of all the features that we're talking about, this is probably the most unique one. So I think yeah. it's worth spending some more time and giving people ideas of how they can leverage these. Yeah, two two ways I think that are really good to use to create your own group. So if you're if you're wanting to you're thinking, oh, what's the strategy of Facebook? create your own group. There's kind of two ways to do it. Number one is, and you can kind of combine these, but number one is, um, if you're in a certain niche and you have some expertise in that niche, or you want to create a place for people that are also interested in your niche to connect, Mm -hmm. this would be a good reason to start your own group. For instance, Mm -hmm. again, I'll use pickleball as the example, just because it's on top of my head, but let's say you have a pickleball apparel brand and you're like, Hmm, I, it'd be cool to create a group for pickleball players where they could talk about pickleball, share tips, you know, tell stories, ask questions, whatever. So you can create a group and people will start, you know, get people to start joining it. And it's just this group to, for everybody to collaborate, connect, you know, learn all that kind of stuff. Right. And then Mm. you as the admin can share in that group, but then other people have the power to also share in that group. Uh, and this creates this, this unique community. And then because you're the owner of that group, you have full permission to promote your products. Right. So you can then, whenever you see fit, you can start promoting your products in that group from time to time. Um, that's, that's like way number one to create your own group. But the other way, also really powerful, you can create your own group that's more of a VIP type group. Mm-hmm. And what this means mm-hmm. is like, it's your best, potentially your best customers. So this is a little more, maybe like a more, advanced strategy if you have uh if you if you already have a little bit of an established business but let's say you have a thousand orders lifetime you know a thousand people that have bought from you lifetime you could go and email those people and say hey we just started an exclusive uh customers only vip group because you're a customer of abc brand uh, we want to give you access to this exclusive group we're going to do uh we're going to drop our new products in advance so that you get them early. We're going to give you exclusive VIP uh, discounts for being an existing customer, for being a part of this group. We're going to ask you for your feedback on new designs yes. and new products. In yes. The group, right? I love that um, use of them. And, and I'm telling you, customers freaking love this crap. 
They mm-hmm. love it. I love it. Like I, mm-hmm. I love it as a customer. Um, mm-hmm. Getting like you could charge for it potentially, but doing it for free and like making this very exclusive private group where people get to engage and help in your brand, help with the brand, mm-hmm. get to see drops early. You know, you mm-hmm. can do things like, hey, since you're an existing customer, you're one of our VIPs. We're gonna drop our new design in in our Facebook group. Uh, you know, seven day or 48 hours early before it launches to the public. And you can say, Hey, we've got limited quantities. So here we want to reward you guys for being VIPs. So we're going to drop this 48 hours early. You've got 48 hours to get it before it goes to the, to the public. You'll be the first to get it. We're also mm-hmm. going to give you a VIP discount. So you're going to get 20% off of it. And it's like, it just works so good. It's just, and, this, and you create raving fans. You just create mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm huge fans of your like business advocates cheerleaders that's oh, yeah. that's what you want that's that's what you want i i want to i want to keep talking about this for a sec because i i really am big on this idea as well i love treating it as a value add and yeah. i'm just kind of thinking on the fly here but you could create like a vip email automation mm-hmm. where when someone hits a certain threshold it could be based on the frequency of purchases maybe if they make five purchases in a year, or maybe it's how much they spend. Once they hit a spending threshold of 500 or $800 in a year, automatically this is, this email is activated without you having to do anything, telling them that they have joined the, you know, this, this exclusive club, tell them how much you love them and say, here's what we want to do for you. As, like, you know, because we're so grateful for your loyalty, here's what we want to do for you. We want to invite you to this. And now all of a sudden they feel even more special. So it's just really cool. And, and I love the idea of like product and market research in these groups, like actually giving your customers a say in what you drop. Let's say you have a bunch of customers in this VIP group. You could, and I, I know brands that do this. I'm gonna talk about one of them in a sec, but what they do is they'll actually drop two designs and they'll say, we need your help. We want you to choose which one, and it's almost like a game. We want you to choose which one we create. And they only, a lot of times they'll only choose the one that gets the most likes. So if they see a disproportionate number of votes on this one design, they know that they have a pretty good idea that that design is gonna outperform the other one. Uh, It's huge. and I want to talk about them, but are there any other benefits that you want to kind of share about groups before I jump into this example? Uh, I mean, you just, you get higher engagement. So you're going to, you're going to yeah. get like higher engagement, higher reach. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, better connection. You're going to get more, more like trusting customers, mm-hmm. especially if you're frequently putting content in there and, and people and there's activity. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I just love, I love groups. There's so much like, and and like niche research, product research, market research, learning about your audience, learning what they like, what they don't like. Uh, It's yeah, there's so much value there. Such a good Um, way for you to connect with your, your community, your audience. Like it's, it's such a good way to do it. And I want to share just before I jump into the example, I want to share one more kind of market research benefit of this private group. So what you can do is you can create questions that people essentially kind of have to apply. So they say they want to join the group and then they have to answer questions before they join the group. And you can get so much information about your customers in these questions. You can ask strategic questions like, how did you hear about our brand? What do you love about our brand? Why do you want to be part of this group? 
this is huge. Like this is, why do people love your brand? Well, the more you learn, the more you can kind of double down on what your differentiators are, what, what you're finding that your ideal target audience is really loving. So you can start pushing that more in your marketing. How did they hear about your brand? Well, maybe they actually heard about your brand on another platform and you realize that a lot of them are hearing about it on TikTok or Instagram. Well, maybe you shift some marketing budget, some more marketing budget over to those platforms. There's just, you can, you can take this information and you can make better business decisions and serve your customers better, get in front of more of them and let them know what's important to them. Reiterate that in your marketing and ad copy and everything. Um, I'm jumping so, the gun a little bit real quick, but I'm, ju I'm jumping yeah. the gun a little bit because one of Go our later, it. one of our later benefits is, is going live on Facebook. Mm. Do it in your group, do it in your mm. group. Like, like if you're like, if you're doing live selling, like you're doing a live stream, you're going to sell your stuff, like do it in your Facebook group It's such a great place to do it. That is, that is cool. I wonder if you could have it in both like publicly and private. You can, um, you can. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that, yeah, that's, that's a good idea. I mean, these are where most likely your most passionate fans are. Mm -hmm. um, but I want to talk about an example because there is this one company that I just really admire a lot. And I think I've talked about them before and they are hands down the best brand I've ever, the best e-com apparel brand I've ever seen in terms of leveraging the private community on Facebook. Now I'm sure there's bigger ones out there, but these guys, like I'm, I've seen this private community and it is insanely active. So the brand that I'm talking about is called Constantly Varied Gear. They are a super cool apparel brand, kind of in the CrossFit uh, gym niche. And I actually had a chance to meet the owner a couple of years back in Austin. And he's just such a cool guy, Mark Aruda. Shout out to him. He's such a visionary. Like he is really like this guy, adopts fast and he's always kind of like one step ahead in terms of marketing and, and strategies and whatnot but he also has just done such a good job of creating such passionate loyal like diehard fans for his brand and cool i think there's the a lot zuck? of what's that is he as cool as the zuck oh dude i well <laughs> i don't know man I, I mean i don't know i don't know zuck well enough but i mean he's, he's using zuck's platform to <laughs> build his business so he is a super cool guy? dude yeah, no, I, I really admire him <laughs> and what he's done. And so on Facebook, they have on their Facebook business page, they have over 495,000 followers. Jeez. And then in their private community, they have over 81,000 members. And dude, like the amount of engagement in this group is insane. People are always posting photos or posting workouts. Like it's just kind of like become its own beast. It's not even like they're not in there posting everything and people are just reacting in the comments. No, people are getting engaged. Like this is like a diehard community and they do a really good job of sprinkling in their products and making it fun, like making it fun for the members being like doing what I mentioned before, where it's like, hey, you guys get to vote which product we launch and they'll show two different products and people are always giving feedback and saying oh i would love this capri in like full length leggings or you know things like that i i've just i'm just so so impressed by how these guys um manage their private community and it's the best one that i've seen personally so i did want to mention it and just give them a shout out and let people know like there's brands doing really well with these private communities absolutely
Now, just before we move on to the third one, I, I, I kind of want to go on to Carrie mentioned earlier, kind of alluded to a, a word of caution. And I do kind of want to reiterate that point. So I do believe that every brand should have a Facebook business page, but I don't always recommend that every brand have a private group, like a private community. And the reason being is they can be awesome for target research and you know, or target audience, finding your target audience. Uh, market research, product research, they, there are so many benefits to it, in, including sales, of course. But I, I think you almost need to treat it like a, its own sales channel um, mm -hmm. because they can become something like a, a beast of their own and they can require maintenance and you know a lot of engagement and take up a lot of your time. So I wouldn't generally recommend that someone starts this out of the gate. Um, I do think it's a great idea to have one, but expect that you're going to have to put some work into building up this community and kind of just uh, really uh, keeping it engaged. So that's that's all I'm going to say about that. It's up to you if you want to do it or not. I think there's a ton of benefits. I just I wanted totally to let, let people know. They, they can go dormant. You know, like if you don't post yeah. too long, yeah. if you don't post in a while, like yeah. they can go dormant, the reach can go down, and they're just mm -hmm. a lot to keep you know, everybody engaged. So, yeah. All right. Why don't we talk about the third one here? Uh, this one. It, so we're going to talk about reels and what is it? Well, most people know what reels are now. They're very similar. Facebook reels are very similar. To Instagram reels. They're just a short form video format complete with music, audio, and other kind of editing options. Um, I'm not going to talk too much about this one because we talked about it a lot in the Instagram uh, <clears throat> podcast, but I just want to kind of summarize the benefits in case anyone didn't listen to that episode, uh, because the benefits are essentially the same. <laughs> uh, you can share content that represents your brand. They're great for getting discovered, for maximizing your reach and gaining new followers. Uh, I personally think that they give you the best chance of going viral on Facebook. Uh, Facebook reels are essentially exactly the same as Instagram reels, and they serve really a similar purpose as Instagram reels and as posting TikTok videos. Uh, they're also very good for entertaining and engaging with your followers and promoting products and promotions in fun and creative ways. So um, I that's kind of all I have things. to say about reels. Well, Go I want to say a few things. So uh, yeah. just, just to kind of let people know, yeah, it's just, so it's called reels on Instagram and Facebook. They're, they're both mm -hmm. called reels, same company. Uh, first of all, we we just had uh, I was kind of a little bit shocked because we just had one of our our members uh, six figure founder members Anne uh, who posted in our in our group a picture of one of her reels that that has kind of gone mini viral I haven't checked it today I think she sent this yesterday mm. but it has uh, seventeen thousand views on Facebook Reels and um, it's got like a bunch of engagement and stuff but it's like kind of going this is her biggest one yet and. Mm. I, she sent it to us in this group and I was looking at it and I was like, and so I went to her Instagram, I went to her Instagram page and I started looking and I'm like, where is this viral reel? Cause I couldn't find it. And I realized, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I realized it was on Facebook and I just thought, so one thing I wanted to point out is it's, it's important that you don't, don't just post your reels to Instagram, yes. post them both places because the same reel that she posted on Instagram only had like a hundred views, but then it's got mm. 17,000 plus. Now it's probably up to way more right? on Facebook, which is crazy, right? Like, so yeah. um, it, it just doesn't always necessarily mean if, if a real flops on one platform, that doesn't mean it, it won't, can't go viral on another platform. So like, 
totally posting those short form videos to TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, you might hit on one and not hit on the other. The other yep. thing I was going to add is, um, this is kind of, kind of related, kind of not related, uh, just, but I, I've actually heard from a lot of content creators specifically, uh, a lot of people have been having way more success with Facebook reels than they have with Instagram reels for whatever reason. I'm not mm. saying this is like a blanket statement, but I've heard sure. uh, a handful, at least I would say like from eight to 10 different people that make content that they've been able to get way more reach on Facebook. Uh, than Instagram. And they also have uh, made more money from the like mm. creator fund, like Facebook pays better than the Instagram uh, creator fund mm. or whatever, whatever they have on there. I don't remember what it's called. But the little thing pops up on Instagram. It's like, we'll pay you for whatever views. Uh, the Facebook one, it actually pays better. So that's just something to think about. Um, I, I think it's a good opportunity. I'm not saying it's going to be like, great for everybody. But I think it's a good opportunity. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good point. Don't In terms of it. the yeah, in terms of the creator bonuses, the kind of creator fund on Instagram, they recently uh, canceled that and they no longer yeah. pay creators based on views, um, which was kind of unfortunate. But at the same time, not many people were making much money. Yeah. You need like millions and millions and millions of views just to make anything decent. So um, my I, wife made my wife made a thousand dollars one month. Yeah, but then like the That's way impressive. they had it. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It was really impressive. I was like, Super dang. Impressive. Uh, but the way they had it, you know, the way they had it like scaled was like. The, she made a thousand bucks one month and then the next month she had more views and made like a fifth of the like she made like a hundred dollars it was like because the way it like it, it didn't they had it like go down as you is weird yeah. but yeah, yeah. Was, maybe it's because there were more creators like you know getting views and stuff yeah. and because it's it's kind of like a fund and then it's divided amongst everyone but mm -hmm. tiktok still have it has it but yeah uh, instagram i don't know about theirs. facebook I don't know if they, they're still doing I something. Yeah, like. I think Meta just canceled it across the board. Yeah. I don't know for sure. I know Instagram for sure canceled it, but not many people were making much money from it anyways. So I don't know anyone who that was their source of income. It's no, just not like, like a, a little bit of pocket change sure. here and there. But yeah, I mean, you made a good point about Anne. She's gone viral multiple times on Facebook on with Facebook Reels. And I remember her mentioning a, another time she went viral. She didn't realize she had gone viral. She she posted on Instagram and she was looking at Instagram. And mm -hmm. then she like just a couple days or maybe even weeks later, she went on to Facebook and was like, whoa, look at all That's the happening. views and comments and shares and stuff from this yep. video. So yeah, maybe it's kind of an unsung hero. I mean, you hear so much about Instagram Reels. Maybe a lot of people are posting just a lot less on Facebook Reels, but you're right. Like, why not? If you're going to take the time to create this content, why not post it across multiple platforms? It's incrementally like more work just such a small bit more but to get it onto instagram reels facebook reels TikTok, even youtube shorts that's getting bigger mm -hmm. uh so yeah lots of call ways to action in there put a call to action yeah Follow it's like getting more. like a three to for one or a four for one putting it on all these platforms and you're right you never know what you're going to go viral on sometimes videos go viral on both sometimes they only go viral on one but you're giving yourself more shots every time you put it on yeah. another platform so um cool all right why don't we take uh why don't we talk about stories so we've got oh, three me. more uh sorry four more to talk about you want to take this one yeah so it, it, uh facebook stories uh, again i would say one of the maybe lesser important but i could be wrong um uh one of the kind of the lesser important features of facebook i guess uh but it's stories just like it is on instagram 
um, on your business page or on your personal page for that matter, you can mm -hmm. share photos and videos that disappear after 24 hours. It's a little yeah. circle at the top. People can click on it. Um, one thing I'd be interested to know, uh, we're not going to spend too much time on this one, but one thing mm. I'd be interested to know if you know at all, uh, Adrian, is do you have, do we have any kind of idea on the reach numbers for like a Facebook business page on stories? Is it better than posts? I don't know. <laughs> like, so I don't know. Um, short answer. I don't know what I yeah. do know about stories though, is they're very community centric. Like they're very, they, they, Instagram and Facebook do a good job of putting them in front of your followers, but they're not meant for reach, like for reaching new audiences, like reels are, you know, reels are for expanding your reach and gaining exposure with non followers. They're good for that. Stories are terrible for that. They're more about building community and showing your community what you're up to, what you're doing. And I mean, that there's so many benefits in that just from a community building standpoint and, you know, building raving fans, you can share behind the scenes. You can like, you can engage with your followers. You can ask them questions. You can do surveys. You can sell your products and share promotions on there. So I think there's a, there's a lot of value in stories within your community but not so much when you're talking about expanding your reach and trying to get in front of a new audience. Well, I think what I was mentioning was, yeah, you're exactly right. What I was mentioning was though, is it a better way to reach the people that already follow you on Facebook oh. than, like a, than like a content post like we talked about in the first point? You know what I mean? That's what I would I'm think curious so. about. I yeah, would and definitely think so. I, I can't find any stats right off the bat, but I was mm -hmm. kind of looking here and I'm, I'm reading an article uh, that says you know, this, this could be a, a good way to get a little bit more reach out of your organic posts, reach a little bit yeah. more. So again, let's say you have a thousand likes on your Facebook business page, you post a, you know, you post a, a content, like a picture with some text and you get 50, 50 people reach 5%, mm. you know, out of that thousand. Well, <clears throat> sharing that piece of content into your stories may help you reach a few more people for free organically, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, um, by just sharing it into your stories. So, I definitely mm -hmm. think it should be used uh, to at least get get your stuff in front of a few more people, for sure. Yeah, yeah, uh, totally. I, I add like there's there's no harm in doing it, and I would be I would be surprised if it didn't get if stories didn't get more reach than organic posts within your community. Um, just because you think about people follow a lot of people, but those people that they're following or those brands are following aren't always posting stories. So a lot of people, what they like to do at the end of the day, they're winding down, they go onto Instagram and they just kind of go through their stories. They're really quick. They're short. You know, it's just like boom, 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 rapid motion, just mm -hmm. going through their stories. And a lot of people do that instead of going through feeds and there's so much more posts than there is stories. So um, I do think that it's great for building community, but I also think it's great kind of going back to one of the benefits of posting to show that your brand is active. Like if I had heard about a brand for the first time and I go on Instagram and they have that pink ring around their yeah. profile pic, I'm going to automatically want to click on it and kind of see what they're up to, what they're doing. And I'm going to be happy that they're posting because it shows that the brand has a pulse, that they're active on social media, mm -hmm. that they're posting. And um, yeah, you can get a ton of reach within your community on stories. Uh, I would, if, if I had to guess, I would definitely say stories would give you more reach within your community than posting organically. I could totally be wrong. It was I just, think so I too. had to guess. Yeah. Probably underutilized. Yeah. I, I, that's another thing to, to note though, is like, uh, before, and I know we need to move on, but, mm. um, 
the other thing to note though is I would say I would say that Facebook stories are used much less than Instagram stories. Mm. So there may be a dis like there may be a, an opportunity there of like people are clicking on them, but there's not as many being posted. So maybe there's a mismatch in like de you know demand versus how much content there is actually there. So it might be True. worth experimenting with. That might be a, there might be a little a little bit of arbitrage you can get there for reach. True. Good point. Cool. Well, why don't we talk about the next one? And you kind of touched on this, but we're going we're gonna to talk about it briefly. And this is lives, Facebook lives. So what are they? Facebook lives, they let you broadcast live video and audio in real time from a mobile device, computer, or within streaming software. And you can go live on Facebook to for a lot of reasons. You can share conversations. You can do live performances. Um, a lot of people do this. And um, you can do Q&As. You can do live selling. There's actually so much you can do here. And it's really a great way to build community and interact directly, like have direct interaction with your ideal target audience. Mm -hmm. um, you can live chat with them. They can comment. You can respond. It's you can respond live. It's it's really cool. So I do think that there are a lot of benefits of live. It's not something that I use personally, um, but I do think that there are a lot of brands having success with this and I've seen some of them having success with this. Uh, but from a benefit standpoint, I mean, like I said, live selling, building relationships, building trust, that's so big. Um, creating community and then just connecting with customers and prospective customers. A lot of people are probably following you that haven't bought from you yet. You know, sometimes it takes them weeks, months, a long time to become a customer. But I think that this could probably speed up the process if you uh, do a good job with that. What are your thoughts, Carrie? Yeah, I mean, I, I love I love live streaming. I, I especially on Facebook. I think it's better on Facebook than uh, than Instagram for sure mm -hmm. um, because it's kind of the OG. And mm -hmm. I think it's still used more and the ability to, you know, for years, I don't, I'm not sure if you can now, I'd still, I still think you can't use like third party software on Instagram now, um, when you, when you go live, but you can mm -hmm. on Facebook, which means you can make mm -hmm. it more, more, a little bit more of a production. There's, there's a lot more you can do with it. You know, you don't have to go vertical. You can actually use your computer where on Instagram, mm -hmm. you got to use your phone. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's a lot more versatile especially if you're live selling, it's can be difficult on a, like a phone to do that, mm. you know, to actually live sell and you got to put it on a tripod or whatever. And it's, you know, it's not widescreen. It's like, it's, you know, all that mm -hmm. stuff. So like using your computer or a camera and like live selling or sharing content, sharing stories, sharing tips inside your niche. Um, so many things you can do, uh, with live streaming. I definitely think it's a, it's a great opportunity. And again, going back to what we were talking about last point with just the, trying to get more reach all of these features we talk we, we're talking about like they're all ways to get get to reach different parts of your audience yes. because you think there's going to be some people that are not going to click on stories they just don't watch stories there's going to be some people that like to watch live streams you know mm -hmm. and so they'll mm -hmm. click on a live stream or whatever so you think about these are different ways people like to engage in different ways there are people who sit mm -hmm. on twitch and watch like people playing video games for eight, 10 hours straight. Yeah. And I'm just like, why? <laughs> but there are people that, there are people that do it. But I mean, right? that, that's some, that's a way that people like to engage, you know? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so, um, so just think about it that way that there, there are people in your audience that are gonna want to engage with you in different ways. And so if you, um, if you 
have, if you're, if you're courageous enough to get out there on camera, um, it can pay big dividends. So, yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. And I remember in a past episode, I talked about this person who she's always live on TikTok and I think on Instagram and probably on Facebook as well. And she makes tumblers and she'll have hundreds of thousands of people on live just watching her make tumblers and they'll be asking her questions. And it literally seems like she's on 24 seven. I'm not even kidding. And her name's Mrs. Dutchy. And I cannot believe the community that she has built and that people sit there for hours watching her. But to be honest, man, it's a little mesmerizing. You start watching and you're like, oh, this is kind of cool. And you're like, oh, what are, am I doing? What am I doing? People are so I, I'm not good even at into it. tumblers. And then you're like, you jump off. But, but some she does people a are good so job. good at it. They're so She's engaging. So She's like a pro. She's like a pro at, at yeah. being live. And with practice, I'm, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure it took her a lot of practice, but she's definitely put in the hours. She's on there all the time. And multiple times she mentioned that she's underslept. I think she has 281 million views on TikTok. Like it's crazy. You think about but, those, um, you think about those people who sell on QVC, like yeah. they sell <laughs> like live on TV. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're just so good at just roping you in. Dude, they're optimized, man. You're like, it's like a commercial. You don't even know you're watching a commercial. That's like the holy grail of marketing, man. Okay, I'll take um, this next one. Uh, sure. Can six. I just say one more thing about oh, lives? Sorry. I just want to say one more thing. And this is kind of uh, one, one of the downsides of lives. And it's actually a technical downside. And Carrie, I'm sure you've experienced this, but like the glitchiness and the calls dropping and stuff like that, like make sure your internet connection is really, really solid. Mm -hmm. And even if yours is, a lot of other people's might not be. So you can expect to have some technical issues where people are like, oh, I can't hear you or, oh, you dropped or they're, they're hopping on and hopping off and it can actually be quite distracting. And, sure. you know, sometimes it almost turns into technical troubleshooting, <laughs> like, oh, sorry, guys, I dropped. And then you keep dropping and it can be a bit of a, uh, like a disaster. Sure That's one of the good, downsides. I think sure the pros, internet connection. Yeah, I think the pros far outweigh the cons, but just something to be aware of if you are going to go live, like you can expect that that might happen. For sure. Um, okay, number six is, uh, number six feature is direct messaging. Um, again, we don't really need to explain what it is, but it's actually, you know, messaging people back and forth on Facebook. Um, I think this can be a good opportunity. I just, it's not as good as it is on Instagram simply mm. for the reason that you can't really like now you can't really, as a business page, you can't really go into your, the people that are following you and just start DMing them all. Like it's mm. a little bit different than on Instagram. Like on Instagram, that would be more of a normal activity, I think, mm. for a brand to do that. Um, I don't even know if a brand can a brand even initiate a DM. I think the customer has to initiate the DM. So you'd almost have to do it from your you'd have to do it from your personal account, which a lot of people do. Mm. A lot of people sell from their personal account uh, in the DMs or whatever. So I think it can be a good opportunity. What I what I would say about DMing on Facebook is a lot of people as a brand, a lot of people go to Facebook uh, to, can, to ask the brand a question, maybe ask mm. about sizing or mm -hmm. you know, a return or whatever the case may be. You know, ask yeah. about the products a little bit more. Like there's a customer service element there. Like you have to have a presence on Facebook for customer service reasons. Mm -hmm. um, and there's some really cool stuff you can do, which now you can do it in Instagram as well, but some really cool stuff you can do with chatbots and automation and that kind of thing. Um, a lot of different things you can set up in that realm. So the DMs are definitely important, 
but I would say personally, I would say maybe a little bit better strategy on, on Instagram, probably not one of the strongest points as far as like making sales on, on Facebook. Sure. I mean, there are still, yeah. And, and there still are some benefits to the DM for sure. Like you said, dealing with customer support issues and some, some brand owners don't like to deal with customer support issues over social media, but you got to meet your customers where they are. If that's their preference, if, if, if that's where they prefer to do it, which a lot do prefer to deal with customer service issues in the DMS, you responding to them and helping them out is going to be a better customer experience. And that could result in them becoming a very happy customer and a repeat customer, which is the goal always. So, you know, it's great for connecting with customers um, and building relationships. And then of course, making sales. A lot of people will DM you with buyer intent questions. Like how does the sizing fit? Yep. What, you know, is this available in other styles? And, and if, if you, you don't can respond, you won't get the sale. Right. A lot of times they're like, well, I never got an answer. So they might even forget about you because you never responded. But if you are there answering to all, answering all the buyer intent questions, a lot of those will convert into sales. And a lot of people say the sales are made in the DMs. I 100% agree. Like a lot of sales oh, yeah. are made in the DMs. So, um, all right, why don't we jump to the seventh and final feature that we are talking about? So we're talking about all, all the major features really. Um, so the seventh and final feature that we're talking about is Facebook shops. Y'all know that I'm a huge fan of Facebook shops. We have a lot of success with them and I encourage everybody, everybody to create a Facebook shop. So for anyone who doesn't know what this is, because it is different than a business page. I just want to make that really, really clear. This is not the same. It's like its own sales channel, but it's also within Facebook and Instagram for that matter. Mm -hmm. But Facebook shops is a mobile first shopping experience where businesses can easily create an online store on Facebook and Instagram for free. So a shop allows people to browse, explore and purchase your products directly on Facebook and Instagram without ever leaving the app. This obviously creates a super seamless experience and it keeps people on the platform, which that's what they want. Usually they go to Facebook and Instagram to browse. They're not actually going on there to be redirected somewhere else. So if we can do that for them, if we can create a more seamless experience, it can Create a, create a better experience for them. And not only that, Facebook and Instagram love that because what's the number one goal of Facebook and Instagram? What's the number one metric that they care about? Time on platform. The longer people are on their platform, that means the more they can run them ads, the ads, the more they can run ads to them. And that's how they make a lot of their money. So there's, it's kind of like winning all around. Uh, and there are a lot of benefits to this. So first, it's great for showcasing your products. Two, it's great for creating a seamless customer experience all with an app. Three, it's great for making sales. You can make a ton of sales with shops. We make a ton of sales with shops. A lot of people do. Uh, there's a lot less competition with shops because a lot of brands, especially I notice a lot of big brands don't have shops set up. Mm -hmm. So um, there's, there's just a lot less competition with them. And it creates a better optimization experience, a better optimized experience. So I've mentioned this before, but Facebook and Instagram, when people stay within the platform from the time that they see the product, add it to their cart and complete their purchase, Facebook and Instagram have full visibility into that customer journey and they can optimize ads, for example, based on this very, very accurate data, as opposed yeah. to taking someone off the platform, going to your website where Facebook and Instagram lose a lot of visibility into tracking what that customer is doing, what they're adding to cart and what they're purchasing. So it just helps with optimization as well. Carry your thoughts. 
I think it makes a ton of sense. It's just, uh, mm-hmm. it's, we always talk about like the, you know, the less steps that somebody has to go through, the less buttons they have to click, mm-hmm. the higher your conversion rate is going to be. Like it's mm-hmm. definitely having a Facebook, Instagram shop is definitely going to boost your conversion because mm-hmm. Facebook knows what makes their people, their customers convert. And right. so the shop is automatically designed in a way that's going to get people to buy you know they like mm-hmm. they know what works so um when you take them away from the platform to your shopify store or whatever like obviously we love that you need to have a store and all that stuff mm-hmm. and 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 to be clear like the the facebook shop is integrated through your like shopify store so everything's mm-hmm. still going to you know flow through your print on demand and everything seamlessly and you're going to get an order in your shopify but it's just going to be that sales channel and, uh, and as far as the customer's concerned, like they never have to go to your website. It's mm-hmm. all right there on Facebook. And um, I think it's a great opportunity. It's, I mean, and then some of the cool things you can do, like tagging products in your posts. Yep. So cool. Yeah. Like, it's that, such a cool yeah. feature. You know, somebody's looking at the post and they, the product's right there, you know? Yeah. That Image posts, videos, you can tag products and reels. Like what a fun way to promote your products. If yeah. you have a video, if you have a reel that goes viral where someone's wearing your shirt, you can tag the product. And you know, a lot of people, what you see on viral reels where people are wearing certain things, a lot of times people are like, where did you get that shirt? Or where's that shirt from? Well, you yeah. can tag it and people will see right away. Like, oh, this is where it's from. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. The other thing, the last thing I want to mention about it is that it's free. It is a free sales channel. They were going to charge. They were going to charge like a 5% processing fee or something like that. And they kept pushing off the date that they were going to start charging this fee. And then recently they announced, and we talked about this in the last episode, um, but recently they announced that indefinitely, as far as I know, that they're just not going to be adding these fees. So we have people, sellers have no excuse not to use this. And I want people to take advantage of the first movers advantage, which yes, they've been around for a while. Yes, a lot of people are using them, but there's still a lot of people not using them. Um, So it's just one more way to get exposure for your products and for your brand. So um, huge, huge advocate um, for these. That was a lot, dude. Dude, this is one of our longest episodes ever, I think. This one is That was a lot. We dude, man, our episodes just keep getting longer. We're just like gonna have marathons. Next thing you know, we're gonna have like 24-hour episodes. <laughs> well, no, it was just you like keep pushing a little bit more, a little bit more. It's hard because and everyone listening to this, like it's hard because we 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 want to talk about things that are important to us. You know, like you going mm-hmm. to Sweden and the connection you had with gelato and it's been a crazy month for me, you know, so it's always a balance, but you know, we just feel that this is a, this is a long form piece of content. And so Mm -hmm. we really just want to be real with you. We really just want to, we want to share, you know, our lives with you a little bit and hopefully that, that helps you kind of connect in. But, um, yeah, so it's sometimes they go long. We've, a lot's been going on in our world. (laughs) We want to share it with you. Um, Cool. Cool. Well, let us know, like, let us know too. Let us know if you enjoy, hearing about our lives, hearing about stuff that, that we're experiencing, or if you're just like, nah, man, just bring me the tips. I'm here for Straight the free tips. tips. Straight to the tips. All that we ask in return is a, is a review. Review the podcast. We've a five-star review. <laughs> five-star <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, tell us all the good stuff in the five-star review, then DM us with your feedback. Your constructive like, feedback, and we will take that into account. We're like, we're like when you, you go to get like your oil changed or something, and the guy at the counter is like, we, hey, uh, would you would you just go ahead and press that that nine for me? Just go ahead and give me a nine on that survey. If you, you know, <laughs> would your experience good? And you're like, 
How you're literally like watching me press the nine. Yeah, yeah. How can I oh, give you a two? Awkward. <laughs> like, awkward. Like, well, fortunately, we're not watching them hit that five stars, course, so yeah. it's less awkward. Leave us an honest but, review. Be yeah. honest. And just an FYI, if you're not enjoying, you know, the beginning stuff, um, I think some people do and some people like just to get straight to the chase, but you can always fast forward through it. Like if, if you don't, we, we do not take any offense. Like I totally understand um, if, if you just want to get straight to the tips, just keep hitting that fast forward button on, on Apple or wherever you're listening and uh, you can just jump right over to the tips. That's one thing I love about podcasts is it's not like TV where, well, I guess TV you can fast forward, but you can, you, you know, you can fast forward through like let's say um hulu you have to listen to the commercials unless you upgrade and you're just like ooh, you know so you can commercials again the podcast is you can skip anything that you don't like or anything you don't want to hear are you ever watching hulu and you like you watch all the commercials and then you like you're like ah crap i need to go back like two minutes you go back and then it does the commercials again yes you're like oh "Oh, dude Almost like not again. (laughs) Or you try to fast forward. You're like, I need to, I need to go up, and then it like does the commercials for, and you're like, again, I just watch these commercials. Yeah, dude, that's why it's so awesome. Even YouTube, just you can skip, you know. So um, we won't. They make you watch the ads on YouTube too. You can't skip all of them. Uh, Yeah, that's true. That's true. But anyhow. Well, I think that that's more than enough for this episode. I hope you guys loved it. Uh, Carrie, maybe we should just sign off here unless there's anything else you have to say. No, thank you for listening today. Much more amazing content to come. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Peace. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Print on Demand Playbook Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave us an honest review on whichever platform you are listening from. Thank you so much again for being here. We really appreciate you and we'll talk to you very soon.